As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Earth Keepers podcast. This month, we've been focusing on the Great Awakening, what exactly it is, what are we experiencing in our environment, and what's next. And spoiler alert, I don't have all the answers. I'm figuring it out right along with you. But I hope I'm able to at least give you some insight or aha moments that are shedding some light on what exactly is happening on our planet at the moment. So the last two weeks, we've tackled some heavy topics. We've talked about what we need to do to face our fears of our own death and the death of our loved ones. And we've looked deeper into whether or not our planet is dying. I know, heavy stuff. But we needed to get that out of the way before we could move on to what's next. Because until we can wrap our brains around our own experiences and our human bodies as we know them, it can be a bit difficult to dream into the future. So if you've missed the last two weeks or were avoiding them because they didn't sound like fun topics, I highly suggest you go back and listen to those first and then come back to this episode. Now, before we jump into today's conversation, all about what it means to become a new human on the new earth, let me just take a moment for celebration. Because Today's episode marks the one-year anniversary of the Earth Keepers podcast. What? A whole year? 2020 seems like a million years ago now, doesn't it? It's kind of incredible that what has transpired in the past 12 months. And what's interesting is that I kicked off the podcast last year by sharing about my journeys with plant medicine. Mushrooms, to be specific. I had my first journey nearly a year before, in December 2019, when my guides had been pestering me for months that it needed to happen before 2020 began, because I was going to need a different perspective for the coming year. And, well, they were spot on with that advice. But my second journey was the first couple of days of September, and then I shared about my experience on the podcast only a few weeks later. I knew I hadn't had time to integrate that experience yet and that there would be much more to unfold, but I only just realized this weekend that this entire past year has been an integration. I've questioned the oddness of my experiences this year again and again. Yes, the energy has shifted. Yes, the entire world has shifted. But I'm just now realizing that as opposed to my experience the year before, where I had an intense physical upgrade in the six weeks after the journey, as in I was physically sick and releasing anything that didn't match my expanded level of consciousness, this time was different, which is why it wasn't so obvious. These last 12 months have been an experience in choosing to integrate. Instead of getting leveled and having no choice in the matter but to lay in bed and rest, this time has been different. 
I've been getting gentle nudges about what to release. And much like any time we're given a choice to release something we may not actually want to let go of, we take our time. We argue with ourselves about it, we justify it, we ignore it, and eventually we relent. And I've been doing a lot of that this year, and especially in the past few months. I'm seeing all the little nooks and crannies that I'd skipped over in past purging or healing work. The things I didn't think were any big deal that I let slide while working on other, more obvious projects or issues. This past year has been like someone putting their arm around my shoulder, walking me back to those things I missed to point them out, and then stepping back while I decided whether or not I needed to do something about it. And I literally just noticed that's what's been happening. So yeah, this past year has been less energetically intense compared to the few years before, but it's allowed me to be gentle with myself, to not be dragged while kicking and screaming. What does that have to do with the podcast? Well, considering my choice of sharing my experiences with this medicine as the kickoff to this project and my realization that this past year has been the integration at the one-year mark, it seems like I've been traveling through my own self-created portal these past 12 months. And I wanted to thank you for going along with me on the ride so far. It's always a strange and curious thing for me to figure out what to share here week after week especially when I'm in the midst of figuring things out for myself. So I appreciate your willingness to learn right alongside me. This podcast is a direct reflection of my own spiritual journey. And just like my old blog posts, I assume I'll look back at them in a few years and cringe at my lack of understanding of some of these concepts. But I'm also always surprised to go back and see how much I was really grasping, even when I thought I had no clue about what was going on. So I hope these episodes feel like you have a friend walking with you through your own experiences. Now, I took a quick look at what you all love the most in the past year. And first of all, there's been over 32,000 downloads of this podcast. That just totally blows my mind. And yes, it's completely a vanity metric, but it also tells me that you're listening and resonating with what I'm sharing. So thank you. And what exactly did you like to hear me talk about? Here are the top five episodes, in case you missed any of them. The number one episode was episode 14, all about energy portals. No surprise at all. You all love it when I talk about portals. And I'm pretty sure if I had enough to talk about to make an entire portal podcast, that would be a huge hit. Episode number 31, Ancient Secrets of the Earth's Energy Lines, was the second most popular episode. And I loved that one, too. If you want to know more about the history of how ley lines or the Earth's electromagnetic grid system has been used by humans for thousands of years, go listen to this one. The third most listened to episode was episode three, Spiritual Protection for You and Your Home. Yep, all the super important energy protection info is in that episode, so go listen to that one if you haven't. And some exciting news, I'm creating an entire module on this topic in my new basics for earth tending course that I'm working on as we speak. So if you want to hear about it as soon as it's ready, go add your name to the wait list. There's a link in the show notes to do that, and I'll have something special for the first group of people who want to go through it and share their feedback with me. Episode number 32, 
all my guides are gone. What is happening with Ascension in 2021 is the fourth most popular episode. And I heard from so many of you you, that you were having this experience too this year and thought you were totally alone. Nope, not alone. The energies have changed significantly this year, and I shared all about it back in May. And finally, the fifth most popular episode was the one I already mentioned, episode number two, my plant medicine journey. So if you're feeling called to experience plant medicine of any kind and are feeling nervous about it, go listen to this episode. If nothing else, you'll probably enjoy a good laugh or two and find some good resources for exploring this calling a bit deeper. Now, I don't usually use up my precious minutes on this podcast asking you to do all the podcasty things, but since it's our one year anniversary, I'm going to share an ask. If you enjoy this podcast, would you please share it with someone? Text it to a friend, post it in a Facebook group you think would enjoy it, share it with your email list or in your Instagram stories. There are so many podcasts out there, it's hard to find the ones you'll really resonate with by searching for them. So a recommendation from a trusted friend goes a long way. And for those of you who listen on iTunes, I'm always incredibly grateful for your ratings and reviews. When people are searching for something new to listen to, they often look to see what people have said about it. So I would be super thankful for any of your kind words. Okay, enough about the podcast, but one more quick reminder... We're only a month out from Earth Tenders Academy live in Florida, where I'll be teaching my entire course in a weekend, October 16th and 17th in Santa Rosa Beach. There is a link in the show notes where you can learn more and register. And if you've already taken the Earth Tenders Academy course, our annual retreat is the following weekend, October 22nd through the 25th in the same location. As of the recording of this episode, I still have a couple spots left, so be sure to reserve your spot and start planning your trip. All right, on to this week's topic. What exactly is happening to our physical body in this great awakening? To discuss that, we have to go back to the earth and what is happening with Gaia. I left off last week's episode saying that a new crystalline earth needs new crystalline beings to live on it. But what does that mean? First of all, I find it interesting that this isn't just a metaphysical conversation. Crystalline isn't simply a consciousness, although it is that. But researchers in the 1990s actually did the work to determine what made up the core of our planet. After a whole bunch of complicated math with specialized instruments, they determined what intuitives have been saying for years. The core of the Earth is made up of a giant crystal. And that crystal powers the magnetic field of our planet. Now, the Earth's energy grid is a network of energy lines with subtle energetic forces pulsing through them that crisscross the planet. Ancient people could feel and sense this energy, mostly because they were just more connected and in tune with the Earth in their daily lives. When you spend all your time in contact with the Earth, it's much easier to feel these gentle pulses of energy and to detect where the energies are stronger or weaker. So ancient civilizations built large megalithic stone structures along grid lines and at intersecting points. Many of us are familiar with these locations that are all over the world. Sites like Stonehenge, the Egyptian pyramids, Angkor Wat, and more. Dissecting the meaning behind these sites is more than we have time for today, but 
I think it's clear that humans have, for thousands of years, been sensitive to energy grids in the Earth. However, these grids are shifting and changing with the ascension process, just like our physical bodies are. They're becoming crystalline. And this crystalline grid is a multidimensional grid, and it's holding the template for 5D Earth. It's an etheric network of faceted light, portals, vortexes, and access points covering Earth's energetic field. It functions much like a human nervous system, transmitting signals of light frequencies, which connect everything on Earth with the multidimensional timelines of the planet's creation, past, present, and future. The crystalline grid is the higher dimensional geometric structure anchoring the 5D ascended New Earth consciousness. Make sense? When we're able to tap into this grid, we can access other multidimensional beings, cosmic forces, and other dimensional realms. And as each of us awakens, we naturally align with this crystalline grid, downloading additional templates and codes to activate ourselves, the earth, and the collective. All of this information exists in the astral until we can ground it through our bodies and into the earth. Light codes, maps, blueprints, and more are all coming into our physical awareness through the awakening process. Just like we talked about last week with the Codex, when we can receive this information and bring it through to this moment in time, we're assisting with the collective awakening process, even if we don't totally understand it at that moment in time. And how do we tap into this crystalline grid? Through stargates and portals with our own consciousness. So in the past, we had to access those super important sacred sites in order to do that. The energy on Earth was just too dense to open a portal wherever we wanted to work with the frequencies. We would have had to travel to one of those energetic nodes. That's why ancient civilizations walked from location to location for their ceremonies and to commune with the other side of the veil. The work could only be done in these locations where the energy was super heightened. But not anymore. Ascension is changing us and the earth, and we can tap in anytime we'd like from anywhere in the world. Isn't it an amazing time to be alive on planet earth? Now, because we're working with the crystalline energy and becoming crystalline humans, working with actual crystals can be very helpful. Many quartz crystals in particular are holding the codes for ascension. In fact, it's likely that the other fractals of ourselves in other timelines are the ones that program them to be ready for this moment in time. Quartz crystals are vast computers encoded with frequency. They can be used for communication, teleportation, energy production, and weatherworking, just to name a few of their talents. And held within the Earth are vast crystal caverns holding the master crystals from Atlantis and Lemuria. And you can tune into those crystal caverns in a shamanic journey if you'd like. But some of the locations you can connect with from wherever you are include the crystal beds in Brazil and Arkansas, Atlantean seed crystals in Mount Shasta, Sedona, Uluru, and the Congo, and the crystals beneath the seas in the Bermuda Triangle, French Polynesia, Alexandria in Egypt, Lake Titicaca in Bolivia, Maui and Kauai in Hawaii, and the Scottish Highlands. 
many of these crystals in the world are being activated or reconnected now, and their energy is flooding the grids to help activate and wake up more of humanity. So then what does that mean for all of us? Well, like the earth, we're becoming crystalline too. And the way that functions in our bodies is with our DNA. Crystalline DNA helps to connect us to other dimensions and densities. It's why as we awaken, suddenly things we took for granted as true in the past just don't make sense anymore. Our DNA is following new instructions and letting us see new realities. And this new DNA structure will let us have the experience of being source or God while in a dense human body. And when our junk DNA starts to switch on, it turns our bodies into photonic light receivers and generators. We're like one giant antenna collecting spiritual information and turning it into electromagnetic form. Now, when our heart center expands to the vibration of Christ consciousness, our DNA will activate and spin in toroidal formations, allowing it to radiate diamond solar plasma light codes. And once that is happening, our consciousness goes in search of realities that align with the codes flowing in from our activated DNA. Pretty cool, right? But in order for our DNA to accomplish this, it goes through three phases. And this information about how to activate our crystalline DNA was channeled by Sandra Walter. I know I refer to her information often, but she's really tapped into the ascension process in such a clear way that I think it really helps us to understand what's happening. So phase one of this process for us is healing and coherence. And in order for our DNA to activate, we need to find a state of balance that's referred to as coherence. In this state, we're able to peacefully emanate the vibration of love from our heart center allowing our higher self to merge into our physical body, activating our dormant DNA. And although our DNA can be damaged by pretty much anything in our modern life, EMFs, radiation, toxin, even our own thoughts and feelings, the act of bringing our heart into coherence can spontaneously heal our DNA. So step one is to set your intention and activate your DNA and then create regular practices around experiencing love, joy, and gratitude. Activation and ascension can begin as we surrender our old thoughts, feelings, habits, and beliefs that distort our DNA. That's why when we awaken, we often begin a process of deep healing. The two go hand in hand and are the first step to becoming a new crystalline human being. So step two is activation, and embodiment. In this phase, additional layers or strands of DNA continue to be activated by light codes flowing in from the sun. And our DNA is how our higher self projects itself into this realm for a physical experience. When we begin activating our crystalline DNA, that's when we can perceive other realities and dimensions. The higher self begins to take control of our experience in order to serve the collective ascension process. And at this point in the process, we are in service to the experience. When enough crystalline DNA is activated, we begin interacting with the crystalline grids. 
We're now co-creating with the planet and begin to see that the new Earth is already a reality. And finally, phase three is quantum expansion. Once we're able to hold these higher fields of consciousness in our DNA on a consistent level, we begin to perceive everything from a quantum level. Our divine self can step forward and begin amplifying the ascension process for anyone open and willing to participate. So what can you do to get this process moving in your own DNA? You're probably already doing many of the tried and true methods. That's why you're here listening to this podcast. But here are some suggestions. Practicing the experience of divine love through your heart center, meditations, mantras, and decrees to use your voice to activate and expand your consciousness. Of course, nature, sunlight, natural bodies of water, and getting your feet on the earth will all help to activate your DNA. Detoxing on all levels, including physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Deep down, we always know what the next thing is that needs to be cleansed and removed from our lives. Exposing yourself to high frequencies like solfeggio frequencies, toning, singing bowls, tuning forks, and light language. And one of my favorite DNA activation methods is to connect with other people to exchange codes. Yep, I know you felt it when you're in the vicinity of someone who activates you and the energy starts to pour in. In fact, I hope that happens when you listen to this podcast. But don't be afraid to get out there and find your people and connect. Your DNA will know what to do. Now, one quick comment about finding your people, especially in today's social media landscape. There are light workers out there who are sharing from the perspective of doom and fear, or are choosing to focus on what's wrong with the world. And there's also been a huge backlash over those people who are spiritually bypassing and only sharing what's considered love and light. So sometimes it feels like there's nowhere safe online. If you're talking about love and light, then you must be ignoring the dark. But if you're focusing on exposing the darkness, then you're adding fuel to that fire. But so long as we're busy judging each other, we're not combining our energy in service of the collective ascension. So do your best to focus on overriding the fear. Feel into the truth of love and peace that you can hold in your heart. Look for positive solutions and remove things from your feed that aren't in alignment with your path. Or maybe just turn it all off so that you can turn within and receive your own wisdom. That's what I've been doing lately and it's so much more peaceful in my head and my heart when I only have myself to listen to. So I hope you have some fun exploring and experimenting with your new human DNA this week and discovering all the cool new things you're beginning to have access to. That's it for this week's episode, and I will see you right back here next Tuesday. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Earth Keepers podcast. I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other Earth Keepers from around the world in the Following Hawks Earth Keepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, 
go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.